In the name of God, Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I remember the excitement I'd feel each year as Christmas grew near when I was a boy. There was a progression that began just after Thanksgiving that led up to Christmas Day. Christmas tree lots sprung up around town. Stores were decorated with holly and garland and giant candy canes. The anticipation mounted each day as the traditional Christmas movies began to appear on television. Miracle on 34th Street, the Mr. Magoo version of A Christmas Carol, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and of course, Charlie Brown's Christmas. With the showing of each movie, the countdown to Christmas Day marched on, whipping my siblings and me into a, an accelerating frenzy of hope that all of our dreams would come true in colorful packages under an evergreen tree adorned with shiny glass balls. One of the most memorable signs that Christmas was almost upon us was the delivery of the Sears Wish Book, or the Sears Catalog, as we called it. Any and all toys one could imagine were in that beloved book. My sister would go back and forth trying to decide whether she would ask Santa for an easy-bake oven or a mystery date board game. My brothers and I would argue over who was most worthy to receive the latest G.I. Joe, or a new Stingray bicycle. And by the time Christmas Eve arrived, we were absolutely beside ourselves. After long weeks of hoping and dreaming, we couldn't wait any longer. We'd beg our parents to let us open just one single present on Christmas Eve. And on the few occasions when my parents granted that request, they usually allowed us to open the soft present from Grandma. And everyone knew that a soft present can only be one of two things, socks or underwear. Not exactly the kind of thing that would appease our appetite for real presents. I think that what we would have preferred is to skip Advent and Christmas Eve altogether and go straight to Christmas. Now, now Luke, Luke's gospel tells us about the interwoven story of Mary and Elizabeth and how God's promise of salvation to Israel is now finally coming to fruition. Now, it's important to remember also that in the verses that precede today's lesson, the angel Gabriel had announced to Mary, who was a virgin, that she would bear God's holy son and that Mary's cousin Elizabeth, who was barren, was now in her sixth month of pregnancy. Mary believed the words of the angel and submitted herself as a servant of the Lord. Today's lesson begins with Mary hurrying to the hill country where Elizabeth lived. Her haste was presumably fueled by her joyful excitement to see her cousin, perhaps even to see if Elizabeth was indeed pregnant, as the angel had told her. Mary's greeting to Elizabeth was accompanied by a sign. The baby in Elizabeth's womb leapt. And the moment that the child leapt, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, enabling her to speak the word of God as she affirmed what the angel Gabriel had told Mary. 
When Elizabeth refers to Mary as the mother of my Lord, the child's identity is made certain. The child's identity as Christ. We're then told that the leap of Elizabeth's baby was a leap of joy. So this unborn baby who would grow up to be John the Baptist has already begun to fulfill his calling as the one who would proclaim the coming of the Lord and that all must prepare for the Lord's arrival. The Christmas season does not begin until Christmas, so we're not there yet. We're still in a time of hope. We're still in a time of expectation. We're still in a time of waiting. We're still in that time of preparation that we call Advent. Even though we already know the joyful truth that our Savior, Jesus, has come into the world. It's crucial to our faith that we not jump the gun. It's crucial to our faith that we commemorate the birth of God's Son each year. We cannot jump jump the gun. It's important that we allow time and space for the Holy Spirit to stir our hearts and awaken our minds preparing us to receive God's gift of salvation and joy. Mary's visit to Elizabeth was to Mary what the fourth Sunday of Advent is for us. An angel was sent to convey God's word to Mary that she would bear in her womb the Savior of the world. And through Elizabeth, the Holy Spirit affirmed what the angel had told Mary. And with all that Mary had seen and all that Mary had heard, it's still only the beginning for her as she enters a time of preparation. This mother-to-be will spend months waiting as a child grows inside her own body. During that time, she'll imagine countless ways in which she will nurture that child. She'll probably wonder how she could possibly love that child after it's born any more than she already does. Mary knows that this time, this same child will bring salvation to a world filled with oppression and heartache. So she was bound to wonder. She's bound to wonder about all of the new and wonderful possibilities that would soon exist for those whose hearts and bodies and minds have been broken by the world. I expect that Mary would have loved to fast forward to the time when her baby, the Savior of the world, would be born. If Mary had any doubts, they were probably squelched by the sheer excitement of knowing that God is surely at work in the world. Any doubt she may have had would have paled in light of Mary's anticipation. And so Mary waits. Like my siblings and me, Mary should surely would have loved for the hope of Christmas to be, to be fulfilled before its time to be able to open at least one single present on Christmas Eve. Perhaps that present is what Advent 
has been all about, hasn't it? In these four weeks, we were given, we were given a present to open. We were given the gift of divine hope. Hope that our world can truly be a place of love. Hope that each person will have enough to eat and enough to drink and that each person will be treated with the respect befitting a child of God. In anticipation of the coming Lord, we receive the gift of hope that our lives will be transformed to reflect the same love that God has bestowed upon us when he sent a tiny infant to save us from eternal death. On the day of that holy child's birth, we will then receive a new present when the hope of Advent makes way for the utter joy of Christmas. It's not quite time for us to open that present of joy. We'll have to wait for Christmas. And Christmas will indeed come. For now, let's rejoice in the pre-Christmas present of Advent, the gift of God's own peace and of God's own love that comes in the form of divine hope. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Standing together, let us affirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed on page 358. <clears throat> we believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, the power of the Holy Spirit. He became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. Cease from the Father and the Son. Spoken <clears throat> through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and life of the world to come. Amen. <clears throat> 